Hi, this is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> it's the Feast of Christ the King. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. My favorite, and I missed it. Well, we went to <laughs> Mass in the Extraordinary Form, which in the Extraordinary Form, Christ the King was during the summer. Mm-hmm. So we did get we, to go to it this year. We went year. to it then, yeah. but... But not today. No. Anyway, happy Feast of Christ the King, a day, at least a day late. Oh, because it's coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That threw you off of the Halloween thing. I know. <laughs> We're not recording live. But, um, yeah, it's my favorite. Thanks for clarifying this wasn't live. I mean... We actually, every time someone turns on the podcast, Holly and I have to rush home, <laughs> go to the microphone. That's why it so always rec- comes out so poorly. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is this is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Keep saying it. But um, it is my favorite feast day. Mm-hmm. And it comes at a really good time right now uh, with the election and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, just a I reminder thought you meant I was that... like, yeah, it's always before Advent. <laughs> it's a pretty good time for it. <laughs> but it's interesting how the, uh, the liturgical calendar has led us to this at this point in our mm-hmm. nation's history. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more of a coincidence, but it is it is fitting. Um, nothing is coincidence. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but also it comes towards the end of the the calendar year when yeah. winter starts coming. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the culmination of everything that mm-hmm. Christ is the king. Because isn't it Christ the king of the universe? Yeah. Solemn, I think it's the solemnity of Christ, king of the universe or something like that. What? what? It's a pretty sweet title. I mean, for real. That's why I like it so much. Because of the title. Because it's it's a big deal. And sometimes I forget about Christ as king of the universe. Mm-hmm. He, he wears a lot of hats. I mean... Lamb of God. Uh, <laughs> king of the universe. Uh, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But a lot of... Lot going, lots happened since our last podcast. It has. If you haven't, um, if you haven't heard, Donald Trump won the election, <laughs> which is surprising to everyone. Mm-hmm. If you've been... Um, Wait. What? Uh, okay. Can I make my joke first? <laughs> I have one too. Okay, I'll go. Then you go. Okay. If you've been, oh, um, if you've been living on, oh, I am not embarrassed about it now. If you were living on the space station for the past two weeks, and the first thing you thought of when you got back was to listen to our podcast, breaking news: Donald Trump won the election. <laughs> hey, that was really funny. Okay, let's hear yours. Um, it was, a, it's just regurgitating. No, it's not. No. I was listening to a podcast talking about the, uh, how Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. No, you already got me beat. I Sometimes I can't finish stories because they're too funny. <laughs> uh, and they were talking about how Donald <laughs> Trump won the election. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> They all just went back up to the space station. They said, not worth it. They all, or no, I was like, shh, don't say that. You might ruin it first. <laughs> so you said this to yourself while yeah. listening to the podcast? As if someone was like watching it recorded or something late. Oh, man. <laughs> that was not that funny. I thought uh, it was. Oh. It's okay. Anyway. Hey. hey. It was great. Thanks. There was a really great thought you had about something. <laughs> about a podcast you're listening to. Uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel and I, for whatever reason, well, Daniel stayed up until midnight last night, so he has an excuse, but we're both really tired. Oh, and Jack woke us up at 6. Yeah, but he's been doing that. He, it's, it's been like 6.30. That extra 30 minutes it's a, really counts. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah so we're a little tired. Because <laughs> <laughs> with say. daylight savings time... Uh, Small children don't care about daylight savings time. Who thought of it? Jefferson? <laughs> I don't think so. Or uh, I, Roosevelt? I don't know who thought of it. <laughs> Somebody thought of this, and I cursed them. Oh, okay. For coming up with daylight savings time. Well, it's just terrible you know, for parents. Coming off of it is hard. Oh, I don't... Like, I wish we just would stay... We wouldn't go we just, on daylight savings just, time. Arizona just, doesn't. Do you know that? The whole world shouldn't. I No, I'm pretty sure it's just... I don't know if the whole world does, but Arizona doesn't. So we, I can list places that don't. Because <laughs> uh, Jack and Blaze were waking up at 7, 7.30. Mm-hmm. 
uh, before dang daylight savings time mm-hmm. came, and now it's six six. And it doesn't make sense because everything's the same. Well, if Jack just woke up when the when it was light out, that would make sense. But he's waking up like fifteen Earlier. minutes before sunrise because he comes in and says it's still dark. Yeah. Yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. But yes, so a lot but, of things and. Go on. What? Mm-hmm. So Donald Trump is president. Yes. But also. <laughs> but also we started blogging. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Other big news. Um, so if you haven't seen it, we Holly and I have um, made a blog on our webpage, halfwaysaints.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've been thinking about this for a while because we'd have ideas in the middle of the week that weren't wouldn't be enough for a full podcast episode or our kind of just like small thoughts we wanted to get out. And we didn't want those to not be shared. Um, so we decided if we wrote, you know, short blog posts whenever one of those thoughts popped into our heads, then we could share that content. Mm-hmm. So we already have a couple of posts. We have one each. Mm-hmm. And Daniel's is really good. And I was looking at the stats and not a lot of people have visited. <laughs> not because it's so not. So is it, is it good? <laughs> no, they haven't read it. It's not like they've read it and knew that it wasn't good so they didn't click on it. I don't know. Maybe people were talking. No, that doesn't make any sense. So people, you gotta read it because it's really good. Thank you. I was when you like told me what you were gonna talk about or write about, and then sent me the article. I was not expecting it to go the direction that you took it, and I have to say it's pretty awesome. Good. Uh, My article. Uh, Holly's is good. They're both standard. good. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's passable. No, it's good. I think you and I have very different styles. Of, of everything, <laughs> of speaking and writing, and Daniel look at went different to school t- for writing. But also, and... I think we think we, our everyday experience is a little different, and I think you experience things differently than I do. I think everybody experiences everything differently than everybody. no. <laughs> okay, but I think there's like a definite, distinct style. Yeah. 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 I would say you're more like much more personal and relatable and. Not precise, but, like, momentary. Does that mm-hmm. make a sense? Whereas I tend to, like, connect things to a bigger picture and have, like, more of an expansive. Because, like, when I sit down to write something, I end up writing, like, way too much and have to pare it down. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Because you had to... Your thesis was really, really Yeah, long. there's a lot. There's, like... Yeah, it was, like, 30 pages longer than it. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine just like, oops, sorry, I wrote 30 pages. Well, no, it's not. Well, it's like, I'm going to talk about this one extra thing. Yeah. And you write five pages on that. And then adds up. It does add up. Mm -hmm. But do head on over to halfwaysaints.com and Mm -hmm. check out our blog. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be posting more. And let us know what you think of it. Yeah. If you only let us know if you like it. (laughs) (laughs) We're not really interested in knowing if you don't like it. That's a lie. Please tell us. Yeah. Give us all kinds of feedback. It would all be kinds. Really great. All kinds. I mean, good, bad. Yeah. Medium. Mm-hmm. So, going back to the election. In bum, the, bum, bum. That's some good dramatic music. Um, in the wake of the election, there's um, a lot, the kind of sentiment um, that I've heard from a lot of people is, like, I'm just getting off of Facebook for this week, which they never do that. Have you noticed that? People will be like, I'm just getting off of Facebook until all this dies down. And then they're, they don't. I've never seen someone oh, go back on their word. But, and I've also seen people are unfriending people. Mm. Or they're saying, like, if you voted for them, stop being my friend. Yeah. Like, unfriend me. Because they're too lazy to go through <laughs> <laughs> If you guys could just unfriend me. Um, um. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of backlash on social media because social media... Sorry, using your... You've already said it like six times. Using Facebook. Well, Facebook specifically because it's the primary. Yeah. Um, and it's the most personal. Um, it has just exploded. I mean, it was exploding before the election. You mean like the contention? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, before the election, it was pretty divisive. And then after the election, it's it's just More not going away. You right. know? So people are like, I can't take any more of this. I'm yeah. leaving. And here we are. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's, I generally don't post anything uh, political ever. Not that I don't have political opinions. I just, I don't think Facebook is the right place yeah. for it. But anyway, all of this kind of um, hubbub. Oh, hubbub. Fubbub. Fub, oh, man. <laughs> hubbub. 
on Facebook um, <laughs> reignited um, not an argument, but a debate Holly and I have had. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, yeah, I think multiple times. Multiple times. But we wanted to, to settle the score <laughs> once and for all. Who's right? But um, And it's not has nothing to do with politics. It's is Facebook uh, an effective way to change kind of hearts and minds in terms of Jesus and the church? Like, is Facebook the right platform to to evangelize? Or in what way is it a tool that can be used for evangelization? Right. Because Holly, sometimes <laughs> I'll come home and she'll like come up to me very sheepishly, she- <laughs> sheepishly and be like, um, I started something on Facebook today. <laughs> Where she'll like reply to someone, something has posted, or post something of her own, and all these people start commenting on it. My reaction is always like, I have no sympathy for you. I've told you to stop doing that. I bring it upon myself. Uh, um, so yeah, so we we both feel differently about it. And I'll let you start with what oh. what you what your view of it is and why you think. Okay. Why you use it the way you do. Okay. So, to clarify, I'm not some crazy Facebook commenter. There is definitely no, a line that you don't, that you shouldn't right. cross. And like, it's not, it's not frequent, but no. it is. It's. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> a bag of chips just fell down our stairs. We have, our pantry is actually like a set of shelves. Along, Next to our sh- Like stairs. along in our stairwell going down to our basement. And for some reason we have way too many bags of chips. So many. Why do we have so yeah, many? Yeah, so one just fell down the stairs. Because <laughs> you heard that and, noise. Yeah, you might not have even heard it. But that's why we got distracted. Anyway, the reason why I use Facebook the way that I do. Um, I will just post articles that sometimes are inflammatory but always from very like i don't uh post articles that are mean in any way but just like hey birth control might not be what you think it is or here's a viewpoint of abortion that you might not have thought of before um here oh i just posted a christopher west talk that was Mm -hmm. so good and made me feel like learned a lot about marriage and was like my married friend should listen to this so i posted it Mm -hmm. he talks about like the blessed virgin mary um, and the, the, obviously the theology of the body, he's Christopher West. So like, yeah, I want my Protestant friends to re- to listen to it cause it's got really good theology in it anyway. Um, so it's stuff like that. It's not from, I don't know, inflammatory, inflammatory news.com. Right. Do you, do you read that? <laughs> <laughs> I do once a day. I'm not going to say any, or say any specifics yeah. cause I don't want to offend anybody, but I try to keep it pretty calm. Mm-hmm. But if someone writes back about it who disagrees, oh my gosh, my like blood gets pumping. I get like all nervous that they think that I'm a per- horrible person or something. But whatever, I posted it, so I'm asking for it. Anyway, the reason why I do it. Well, can I – you well, also – what I think is – because I will post articles and stuff sometimes. But I think the difference between you and you and I is you will comment on something that someone else has posted. And I've only done that a couple times. I know, I know. But, but I will do it. Yeah. And here's why. All of that was to introduce why. Um, our culture is going fast into the, like, digital media for almost all of, for everything. Like, for all, all of their news and information comes yes. through whatever they're looking at on their phone I mean, or seri- computer. Yeah. So seriously, like the only reason why I know anything about this Trump, Hamilton, Pence nonsense is through Facebook. I have not read one news article about it. Mm-hmm. And that is a pretty standard experience for people in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> world. <laughs> quotes around it. <laughs> hey, I didn't put world or quotes around it. Anyway, that... um. It's becoming a huge part of our culture, and it's becoming the way that people consume information. It's also it's, uh, like just to like point out what um, kind of in support of what you're saying. There's a big deal about the role that um, sort of fake news or like non non news news played in the election. Yeah, exactly. And people are just eating it up because they're you know it's. Facebook. People mm-hmm. are looking at Facebook for hours and hours and hours every day. Um, and so it's becoming their reality. So people's opinions are becoming their reality. Whether you like it or not, that is the way that it is. 
And so if people's news feeds are solely the very, very loud, very, most of the time, really well-designed videos, <laughs> graphics, and articles from lies of this world, mm-hmm. people will accept it because it's what they see. It's what they absorb like in a, at an alarming rate. And, um, it be, it's their reality, reality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the way that we are processing our emotions. I was just listening to three dogs North. I was hesitant to talk about this conversation or about this topic because I feel like it's a little tired to talk about Facebook and social media and how we just need to have authentic relationships. <laughs> I know I get it, but this is a re- like, this is a big thing that mm-hmm. we do have to talk talk about. And that's why so many people are talking about it. I questioned if we are uh, smart enough to talk about it, but I think that we have a but good opinion. I think, I think this is a good yeah, debate. To I think have. our debate over it. Is could good. shed some light. Right. Something. Somewhere. Um, but Three Dogs North was just talking about this in last week's episode. Or episode. Um, and they said that this is the way that we are uh, processing our emotions. So the second that we see something, we automatically write a status about it mm-hmm. um, as a culture. And mm-hmm. that that writing that status about it is the way that we like release that emotion. Or that is the way that we process it. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to like just thinking about it. Yeah. Instead of like internalizing, internalizing it. it, talking it out with the Lord, talking it out with peers, whatever. You just spew it. Or even just talking about it within yourself. Exactly. Like, your first reaction doesn't have to be your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so what people are like that is happening at the same time that people are just absorbing those people's reactions mm-hmm. and those people's reactions is unfiltered and completely like shallow and fast reactions um and people are taking that as reality right and that's how we've just gotten to name calling mm-hmm. from both platforms because it's just knee-jerk reaction on both sides and there's mm-hmm. no filter because mm-hmm. you type it in send it and it's kind of there forever mm-hmm. so unless you're a celebrity and someone monitors it and can delete your tweets there <laughs> offensive so um my thought is that if if we were not to say anything if you were to be like the bigger people and to have these authentic relationships and have real conversations about all of this stuff, then people's realities, because Facebook is their reality, becomes completely one-sided. So I think that to have the voice heard from the other side is important. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it weren't, then it would never get heard at all. And there are so many people, I have so many Facebook friends who are, I went to art school I have very, very liberal friends who are staunchly pro-abortion, uh, pro-choice, from an, like feminist, pro-homosexual uh, marriage, and like very, very much that. Um, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Yeah. Ideology. Oh. Ideology. Um, and I really believe that they would never see a calm uh, person. To talk to them about the opposing view. Mm-hmm. To come at, like, not come at them, but to present, present them. Present an opposing view from, like, a, a you from know. From a true From a sort. reserved, mm-hmm. yeah. To not be like, you hate women. Or right, you, right, right. you know, like, to. Mm-hmm. Or throw their Bibles at them. Well, that's actually exactly. I do. I carry on a Bible and I throw it physically at people <laughs> in their face. And it, it doesn't work often, but. So, and I've had, like, three or four memorable uh back and forths (laughs) sure interactions interactions with people um on facebook and one of them which was like my first like gateway into this whole thing (laughs) (laughs) all it takes is once was um debating about whether this uh nun who was uh she was about to marry her les like lesbian partner Mm mm-hmm and she was fired from a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And all these people were writing all these terrible things about the Catholic Church and the and the Post. And oh, she wasn't, uh, she wasn't a nun. I know what you're talking about. What was she? She was just she was a teacher there. She was the religious. She, she was a DRE there. Yeah, yeah, the religious education teacher. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, she was not a nun. Thank mm-hmm. you for clarifying. Um, but she was being fired, and there are all these people hating the Catholic Church and being like, "Why would you ever?" not allow her to be happy and blah, 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 blah. And so I commonly said, like, we don't 
This is why we believe what we do believe. Anyway, I went through the whole thing with a, like three or four different people who were coming at me like with a lot of arguments and I was able to calmly respond. And at the end they said, I still don't agree with you, but I really appreciate um, you like hearing your viewpoint on mm-hmm. this and that it has opened me up to uh, like further conversations because mm-hmm. at the end, I, like uh, every time I leave and I say, this is a, this conversation needs to be in per- person, but I'm happy that you see what I was able to show you. Mm-hmm. And they say, I'm thankful for that as well. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> so may I rebut? Um, did I say everything I want to say? Well, I'll have chances. Yeah. And I right? think we can talk about other points, but so to the point of, I agree that it's for a lot of people, it's sort of this, I mean, it's how Facebook works. It's an individualized newsfeed of mm-hmm. things you want to read. Right. And it's, it's not what, it's not always well-reasoned thought. It's sort of like just knee-jerk reaction. Here's this thing I'm thinking, you know, and it's, so it's very raw. It's not, may not even be what they really feel, but it's what they feel at that moment. So they post it. And yeah. And so it's just kind of this inauthentic, it's not really news, but it's just inauthentic interaction that they're getting and that's all they get. So I could see where you want to like kind of break in and say, Hey, here's this other viewpoint. Here's something else. But, and I guess, I guess you could call me cynical, but for the majority of people, I don't see them. I don't see that one speed bump stopping them. You know, like I just see them like disregarding it. Like they're not that they're too far gone, Mm -hmm. but in that sort of in that venue, in that realm, one little thing is just going to be discarded. Like, I think they're just going to kind of scroll through and say, like, oh, yeah, this, this, that, like that. Oh, that's dumb. And just not even read it, you know? But I engaged people. I've engaged people before. When I, like, write to them. Not when I, like, post a video or something, but... Right, but I'm saying I don't think... I don't think that one... Because they may read 100 things that confirm their view and one thing that doesn't. Yeah. So I, I think those... I don't think it's enough to really kind of to draw their attention to thoughtfully consider what you're saying. So I think that using the same analogy that I was talking with before, like I was okay with leaving. My intention with it is not for me to change their mind because that can't happen on Facebook. Mm -hmm. That has to be a person to person interaction, but I want them to open themselves up to a like a real conversation about it because they, like that's what we're witnessing right now is that everybody on, on both sides they are not open to a conversation and it, what's happening is just anger is just spewing toward each other and so they're not listening to each other but i think that if if they were able to see someone like oh you're looking at it like from this viewpoint instead of the viewpoint that i thought that you were looking at it from or um the Catholic church actually doesn't hate women. They embrace women in a different way than I do. That opens them, their minds up like, Oh, I, maybe I don't hate every Catholic I'm, I meet. And I question the ability of an online interaction doing that. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Oh, okay. But for the majority of cases, and I guess maybe I'm being cynical. You're saying, Hey, if even if it happens once, it's worth it. Yeah. But I don't, is it worth all of the kind of vitriol and nastiness that comes the other 95% of the time? I think if you're doing it, like, you have to prayerfully discern if you're doing, if you're going to do it. And if you open yourself up to it, then like, then you have to say like, yeah, someone's going to be mean to me about it. But the second that that happens, if, if I like engage in some Mm -hmm. sort of discussion and people are, would, uh, pounce on me like that, which has never happened, um, I would immediately be like, okay, backing away, not well, doing not it. it's not happened, but I've seen you post comment to something and someone comments and says, I'm a doctor, here's this article to something, you don't know what you're talking about. In nicer words, but like... Yeah. So... But then I rebut, I rebutted that person and said... Yeah. Like this, and, saying, and then just, they said, I respect your opinion. Here's another thing. Point two. Okay. You thought I was being cynical before. I don't think that's authentic when people say like... Thank you for sharing your point of view. I really appreciate it. I don't think they care. I think they're being like PC and just dismissing you, you know? I don't. I don't know. 
I don't think people like if people were that open minded and reasonable, especially about you know the church and its teachings. I think a lot who wouldn't be Catholic if they honestly took a I know like a good hard look at what the church teaches. And uh, you know, I think peop- everyone has issues and stumbling blocks, but. I don't know. Also, the devil is at work here. Yeah, well, <laughs> thanks. But <Ba-doom. laughs> um, but I just, I don't know. I think it's, and I don't think it's personal. Interact. I don't think everyone is so jaded they wouldn't be able to have a conversation in person with someone. But I think the way that Facebook and other social media are set up, it's kind of it's made to be an echo chamber. Like Pinterest doesn't show you things you don't like. You know. And I mean, uh, Pinterest is kind of a silly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You you follow the people you want to follow. It doesn't say here are all the people you're going to follow. Yeah, I saw something um, from one of my like um, interactive or what did I user experience designer friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those majors that Daniel thinks that's not a major, but Daniel thinks it, those things are made yet. up. It's probably a minor. <laughs> um, but my friends who work in user experience, they posted a thing that was like a proposed change to Facebook's, um, like you read an article and it says related articles. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did it phrase it as? It said like, like an alternate viewpoint. For yeah. It? Alternate viewpoints. And so you would have your article that like picture of Hillary Clinton and then alternate viewpoints were like <laughs> pictures of other people. <laughs> I guess What's I started it? that and I didn't know how I was going to no, end it. No, but it would be maybe something on like the email scandal and then right. the other articles would be opposing or, you know, contextual information or other viewpoints. Right. That's interesting. So I thought that would be a very interesting uh, new thing for Facebook to introduce. Yeah, and then people would just hit dismiss. Yeah, I mean, how many people do really click the related articles anyway? I do but, sometimes. But I think it would be like those kinds of, those small things open up people's minds a lot but more it, than you but think. But the fact that that exists shows you kind of what is going on. Yeah, I'm not in denial about that at all. Yeah. Um. Well, fine. <laughs> we agree <laughs> <Fine>. that. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't. I don't know. Do you have any other points? Um, here we go. I got my my notes out. Um, so I have this. Okay. So just to like recap, if you, are you like moving on to another point? Yeah, go ahead and recap that. Like, so I think you're. I'm saying. Does that really work? Is it, um, cause I think it can also be detrimental to like be scrolling through your feed and like come across this. Ar- Every time I come across an argument, even if it's about like who has better hamburgers, I'm like, I don't want to read it mm. and like disregard it. So is it, is that more damaging to say like, oh, here's an article about contraception and here's a bunch of people arguing about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, I'm just going to push that out of my mind. I'm not going to listen to either side, you know, or I'm not, I'm not going to listen to what that person's saying. They're just arguing. You know, even if it's, even if you have a well-reasoned and, like, even-keeled response, if someone's just scrolling through it and sees, like, five comments back and forth, they're going to just I don't minimize know. that. I think that you are a, I think you're different than most people. I, I, I'm pretty sure everyone is just like me. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you hate conflict. I don't hate conflict. But people watch Real Housewives of New York for this reason. People love oh, to watch it. Okay, I hate. <laughs> okay, I hate conflict in that sense. No, but, but like, people, I'm just saying that like people are entertained by conflict, so I think that people would look through. But is it entertaining? That's the thing. It's but entertainment. Gotta, it's not. I feel you like gotta that's the work with what you have. Okay, like people are the way they are. Like you got to entertain them, and that's the reason why we need. Like, I wish so much that the. Creighton model and the NAPRO technology system <laughs> could be designed better. Yeah, their website's pretty bad. Like, if it was designed well, people might be attracted to it. Yeah. This is, and that is why. And here's the you thing. have to get to people's level You're... where they are. Sorry, I'm not done. <laughs> Excuse me. But that's, okay, so that's what it is. Do we, and I, I'd be willing to concede at this point we have to engage in sort of the the digital world. We actually we did a podcast called the Digital Continent. I know. I don't remember that? what I don't it was remember about. talking about. Okay, <laughs> don't listen to that one. Um. Uh, but you're saying yeah. that so, I, I so do these? Yeah, I I was thinking of it. Does it belong in the real world or online? But I guess kind of what you're saying is if if you are in this world, this is the way to go about it. 
Yeah, I mean, we have to we have to meet people where they are. And people are on Facebook mm-hmm. all day, every day. And so, wait. Go on, go on. I have a, I have a good point. Okay. When I was working with my, um, what do I call it? Outreach program. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> What's that called? <laughs> In college, we always talked about earning the right to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I feel like through Facebook and through um, cordial interactions with people uh, regarding like hot topic issues or things like that, um, then you kind of earn the right to be heard in the real world about those issues. So like I have a good friend, I won't say her name and you, but you know who she is, who is everything that I believe, she believes the exact opposite. Yet we're still friends. Yet she sees on, like, she's very much on Facebook all the time. She sees all of what I do. And she knows all that I believe, even though we have never discussed the <laughs> fact that we are polar opposites. Um, but because of the that, like, because of what she's seen on uh, my Facebook feed and because she knows who I am in person, um, I'm able to have discussions with her about her surrogate, like, issues or, like, Stuff like that. And she knows that I uh, discuss those issues with love and tenderness because mm-hmm. she's seen it mm-hmm. there. Um, but maybe that's a different a different that's point a than real, what I'm making. Yeah, that's a real world. That's the thing. I think it has to be. But wait, I, I just did it wrong. Okay. I did it wrong. All right. Um, so we had to be, earn the right to be heard by not, ha- like, by being, uh, what are they, on the fringe, friends, friendships? Who are like, they just happen to be your friend. Like on... acquaintances? Yeah. Friend of a friend. <laughs> Fringe. <laughs> I know. I heard you. <laughs> I, thought you I thought I was just saying friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> but friends of yours who are more like just acquaintances who mm-hmm. see on Facebook uh, these cordial interactions, whatever, uh, might come up to you um, in real life to discuss the issues because they've seen that you can that you deal with them on Facebook gently and kindly. That's never happened to me, but, but I'm not saying that it can't, but I say that there, I'm thinking that there is a, a much better possibility of that happening uh, in real life because someone has seen it on my Facebook. They would do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, so. but, so, but then you're coupling the real world with the online world. Yeah. I don't so know. Like, I don't so know why about, you think that I've never said that before. Well, I'm saying, so what do you, but you've interacted with the people who you will never see never meet no but the point of that wasn't to change their mind the point of that was to open their minds to conversations with people who are outside of their ideology but at the same time i'm achieving uh the point that i'm making right people would see that because that's on their news feed because i've been a part of it right sort of like an extension of your personal relationship with this person is like you know maybe you meet them once or twice but they can see Oh, here are all these other things about her. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I don't know how the news feed works. Like sometimes you see things that I wrote on or I liked things. I'm like, oh, shoot, you saw that? (laughs) Yeah. You have Um, to change your preferences. Yeah. But if I'm writing on a thread by someone else, then my friend down the street here can see me talking with someone in California. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Welcome to the future. (laughs) (laughs) But, but that's what I mean. Yeah. So there's like... That there's like two a, different a sections. A secondary audience, yeah. kind of. And the other point that I want to make is that <clears throat> how can we use this digital, these digital conversations and the digital media um, to create these authentic relationships? So this is something I've wanted to talk with you about all week. Oh, man. Um, if I should propose it to someone or not. So I'm a part of a mom's group, a local mom's group, and we have like mom's night outs a lot and we're, it's like 500 to 800 people in this group. It's like a lot of people. Um, yeah. And I like know, yeah, it's spread like wildfire. Um, but so we're a bunch of moms from all different backgrounds, not a lot of Catholics, um, but and from a lot of different political backgrounds and stuff. And so I'm friends with the woman who started the Facebook group. 
And I'm thinking about asking her if there's any way through this Facebook group, because we're all local, we are in the same place. If we could have like... Treehouse. No, <laughs> oh. I don't know what treehouse is. A, a house in a tree. <laughs> I know what that is, but no. Like a clubhouse. Okay. I thought that was like a term for something that I didn't Oh yeah, understand. you should start treehouse. <laughs> you're really, you guys, you're kind of behind. But if we could have like, um, it sounds so silly, but how we could make this work is the key. Um, like have a drink with a Catholic night or like be like, I'm from this viewpoint and you're from this viewpoint. Let's get together and talk about it. And if you're open to it and I'm open to it, let's, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Make it happen. Because I think like where we are in the world, like remember that news video that I sent you? Okay. The one about the anchor who was so mad after Trump was elected and he was saying it's the left's fault because all we're doing is just shouting insults at people and it's, you have to sit down with people who don't think the way that you think and talk to them. You have to mm. listen to them because the reason why Trump was elected is because those people didn't feel heard because for the past eight years, we've just been oppressing them and calling them names. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we need to sit down and talk <laughs> with each other. And if we use this community, this online community through Facebook that's united almost 800 women from our area and said, hey, I'm from this viewpoint, and I would love to talk to you about whatever you, if you have any questions for me, or if you are really mad at whatever, I would love to talk to you about it. And they like, get drinks. And we could host it through Facebook, but for authentic relationships. Right, and so I think that's the, I think that's kind of, we're kind of like, you know, meshing our melt. (laughs) (laughs) Mind melt. category. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, from Cranium. That's, that's what I meant. I was like, that's the wrong name. <laughs> yeah. Um, is, yeah, that, um, it, there has to be a, an actual personal real life element to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't think, or I did, wasn't aware that you kind of. That I'm this brilliant. No, oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You've been fooling me all these years. <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding. You're you're great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, that you saw kind of your interactions with strangers or people who you don't necessarily have a personal relationship relationship with, as a way to enhance your actual relationships. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't. I did not previously consider that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that's the thing. I just don't want to talk to anyone. So that's why. I don't. <laughs> no, but. Yeah, I don't know. And I remember a while ago, I think I may even have even said it on the podcast, but that like, I wish that I did something where it was like, hey, I'm this, I'm a Catholic youth minister. And you're like, oh, that's great. You're a Catholic. I get it from just yeah. your job title, mm-hmm. you know, or if you're a priest, you know, you just wear your clerics, yeah. like you just get it. <laughs> but for us, it's like, you kind of got to wiggle your way around it and like yeah. figure out how to let people know that you're Catholic without I know. being like, um, I don't eat meat on Fridays. Sorry. Or that's what I do every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not eating meat today. <laughs> Ask me why. I have ashes on my porch. <laughs> um, um, it's not, not those two days. <laughs> no, but that's, yeah, that's you know, true. But so like but Facebook okay. kind of does it. Yeah. If you use it well. Although I kind of person uh, like, try not to be friends with people I work with. I'm not, I didn't say about it at work. I know, but I'm saying that's most of my interaction, my day-to-day interactions are at oh, work. Yeah, that's, that's, true. that's where I go when I leave in the morning <laughs> and I don't come back till later. That's where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is hard to say like, I am Catholic. But here's the thing, I kind of can tell when someone else is Christian. I know, Catholic, that's, but what but about I, for people yeah, who... I get it. Okay, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> And here's the other thing, living where we are, not everyone, tons of people are Catholic, but they may, Quote not, have, unquote yeah, Catholic. They may not have been to mass in five years. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like, what was it like, no, no, I'm really Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in Jesus and everything. Um, uh, yeah. So that's, so Facebook is your um, calling card. Kind of, yeah, yeah. It could be used that way. Interesting. Yeah. So that's not where I thought you were going to go with it. Yeah, I've got all these rebuttals I can't rebut. 
Sorry, the too unrebutted. good. Um, I, which but, is well, because I do think the personal relationship is key, and if you can bring those things together, because mm-hmm. I think even, and I've just been thinking about this that um, the the idea of like like evangelization through example and kind of like uh, through attraction, I think works, but I, I don't think it's as successful in today's day and age where the world is many places in the world are largely unevangelized. Right. Like maybe 30, 40 years ago, someone could say like, Oh, that person um, lives a really great life. Seems like there's something different about them. I want to know what to, you know, I want to know what they know and have what they have. Whereas today I think it's, there's this attitude of like, um, I need to find what makes me happy not necessarily what makes someone else happy, you mm-hmm. know, like it's, it's very individualized and like you could be best friends with someone who's super faithful Catholic and like want what they have, but think, you know, but I have to find it on my own terms, you right, know? Right. And I think it's, it, it, there has to be like an intentional personal relationship. Like I'm sure someone could consider Catholicism because they like, they like Pope Benedict or they like Pope Francis or, you know, a bishop or something. But, you know, Pope Francis isn't going to, like, have dinner with them once a week and check in with them, you right. know. And he's not going to, like, send them the address of a parish to do RCIA, you know. Like, mm-hmm. that attraction has to be picked up by someone else, you right. know. And it could be, you know, the um, director of religious education or whoever runs the RCIA program at a parish. But it has to – there has to be a personal – interaction somewhere Mm -hmm. like we talked about in our podcast a while ago about the body of christ like you're not there's no way to be in it on your own right like you have to interact with other people so i get kind of concerned with like even excuse me even if like catholicism is like a great global brand for lack of a better word if there's not people on the ground making those interactions it's not going to be successful no we definitely need like the foot soldiers yeah to be out and living the gospel. Right. So I think with Facebook, you can share, you know, share all the Bishop Barron stuff you want, but you know, unless that person finds someone who's willing to like physically take them by the hand and, and walk with them, mm-hmm. you know, is, is it going to be successful? Right. I think that's a really good point. It definitely like every, like, and I walk away from all the conversations because I'm like, this is a conversation that needs to happen in person. Mm-hmm. Um, because person to person is the only time that like real, uh, love happens. And also you can get through the hard stuff. Right. Like if someone has some like really serious personal issues, you're not going to get through that. Even if you're good friends online. Right. Like I feel like there's something being physically present and that's what the church is meant to be. Like it, when Christ founded the church, the only way you knew about it was you heard one of the apostles speak right you know like mm-hmm. it was very and i think kind of a a problem of the world being so huge and global is you can a lot of your conversations can be sort of virtual you know mm-hmm. like you can learn you could learn not everything you could learn every you know law of canon law without ever talking to a catholic right you know to like put it in context and mm-hmm. put a face on it or you could read you can read, you know, the entire Bible, read all the catechism without ever having someone teach it to you. And I think that's, there's something missing there. Yeah, because you'll never see it lived. Right. It and can it, become very, um, much like a rubric. like a, Yeah, like an intellectual endeavor. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's also very difficult, not difficult, because the primary thing is, yes, you need people to help you, but you need a relationship with God. Right. And I feel like if you don't have an idea of what that looks like or someone helping you in that, it's really hard. What are you pointing me for? No, I was like, oh, I got a good point oh, coming okay. up. <laughs> I thought you were saying like, like you. <laughs> like without someone there to help you in that part of it, which is the most important part, mm-hmm. um, it's not it, it's not going to be as fruitful. Right. You know, if, because, if it's ever fruitful at all. Because Jesus, like we needed Jesus to come down in mm-hmm. person and to be with us. Right. And so he set that, uh, 
an emotion Mm -hmm. by being in person with us. And it just shows the fact that, like, he had to come down to be with us in person and, like, be incarnate here on Earth shows, like, that incarnate realities are... I'm slapping my hands. I know, right into the microphone. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I'm just excited. Um, These relationships, these real relationships, person to person, um, are really... That's just where it happens. This Mm -hmm. is where it really happens. I think... One thing that came to mind while you were talking was that um, I think it's really fun to be like, I'm friends with these people, like with a bunch of moms at the playground. And if I see them a lot, then I'm like, oh, yeah, we should be Facebook friends. And I'm like, totally normal with them, you know. And then they're Facebook friends. And I'm like, <laughs> after when I leave the conversation, I want to be like, P.S. I'm Catholic. <laughs> and you're going to see a lot of Catholic posts. <laughs> <laughs> but like after, ha- like, People see, like, oh, I'm a normal person. Mm -hmm. And, oh, she treated me really kindly in that she really loved my children and made me feel like a really good mom. Or, Mm -hmm. like, I supported her in some way or whatever. Um, If I was just nice to her and then she saw that I'm Catholic. Like, that's a good step. And then for our next conversation, the next time I see her, she has, like, a whole new view of who I am. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she's like, oh, she's Catholic, too. Right. So then she knows, too, the fact that I post about it a lot, that I'm open to conversation. Mm -hmm. And then she could be, she could have some question that she doesn't know about. Or, like, she could ask me. I've had someone um, talk to me about NFP whenever they're not Catholic or at all. But Mm -hmm. be like, I know that you practice NFP. um, And I have this, this, and that. Could, like, what method do you use? Mm -hmm. Could it fix that or help with that? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they know that solely because of my Facebook. Because yeah. I don't just shout to the world. Like, I don't shout to every person I meet. Hey, I do NFP, NFP, yeah, NFP. I do. <laughs> I say, Holly does NFP. <laughs> um, no, that's true. Because I imagine there are people that I'm Facebook friends with who I've never had a sort of, like, religious conversation with. But if they pay attention to anything on Facebook, they would have to know that. So. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. I had not, I had not considered that. Mm. I think I just, cause I see kind of the same people every day and it's at work and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you're busy. There's not a lot of like, at least for me, it's not like a ton of social time at work. Right. I don't get those kind of conversations mm-hmm. that you might in meeting, new, you know, you go to the playground, there's different people there every day. Right. Um, so yeah. Hmm. Interesting. A lot of a lot of good points being made, <laughs> but no, I do I do I'm glad we talked about this, and I I really had never heard like kind of your perspective on what you do on Facebook as being an extension of your personal relationships, mm-hmm. which is what it started out to be, but now right. it's like whatever. And I think that uh, we really need like as a country, we need to really remember that right now. Mm-hmm. Why do you give me a smirk? Because right, it just sounds like you're saying as a nation, we need that you're going to go into like. But we are on, like, the uh, tipping point of we could take Facebook into this terrible dimension to being only virtual and everyone having, like, um, being in an echo chamber Mm -hmm. and completely wound up in themselves and not having personal interaction about serious issues or, like, not um, talking, not processing things with your peers and Mm -hmm. whatnot. Or we could use Facebook and continue with the good that it has and let it inform our everyday realities. Mm-hmm. Where I think that that is where we need to go um, and have it be more of a mind meld. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that movie about the um, oh, Pacific Rim? Do you remember yeah. that? And they would put up the joint, what was it, the neural bridge, and they would combine <laughs> minds. Uh, so this great movie, classic movie <laughs> about these uh, giant robots <laughs> that were created to fight sea monsters who came out of um, like underground uh, gorges in the sea. Uh-huh. Um, and for some reason, you ha- it took two people to operate it, and they would like unify their like neural networks so they could work together. Uh, Pacific Rim, <laughs> great movie. It's actually a good movie. It was entertaining. Oh, um, anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> I think that's a good capstone <laughs> to the conversation. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad we talked about this. I'm glad that we did too. Yeah. Holly versus Daniel, round one. Mm-hmm. It's a tie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I came out on top, but okay. No, we, and that's, I think, a good, conver- like, good um, dialogue is like something's proposed and then you kind of not meet in the middle because not everything needs to be compromised on, but you understand the viewpoint better, like, like we've totally. been doing. Oh. I respect I respect what you've said in this conversation. Oh, thank you. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm gonna disregard that. <laughs> Stop. No, but the, yeah, you just have to to hear the other viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. High five. <laughs> um, yeah. So please let us know uh, if you feel differently than us. Mm-hmm. Um, any feedback at all? Um, if you like when Holly and I debate, um, if you want us to just stick to other topics, let us know. We really love to hear all feedback. It helps us. Um, it helps us make a better podcast and have it more helpful. And because the ultimate goal here is to somehow, in some way, bring people closer to the Lord mm-hmm. through what we're saying. Um, and we would really like to hear from you, like for real. I just keep we see these stats, like oh yeah, we have like five hundred ish listeners, mm-hmm. or monthly it's like a different number. Right. Daily is it's a totally different number. I'm really confused about our stats, <laughs> but I'm like okay. someone's out there. I've only heard from two people, and maybe whenever we post things on Facebook, we no, get, like, one heard, like. We've, no, overall, we've heard probably, like, 30 to 40 people. 30? Yeah. All right. Well, I would like to hear from more of you. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure that you're real, that you're not robots. <laughs> no. No, but we really do. Feedback helps us to get better and um, make a better show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, if you have any feedback, please email us at halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Check out the blog. We're going to try to post. That's going to be updated more often than we put out episodes. So hopefully that can kind of give you a little nibbles between episodes. Yeah. Um, but have a great week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, happy Thanksgiving. Be safe if you're traveling. Um, keep in mind what we said about conversation uh-huh. with people who disagree with you <laughs> over Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, but just enjoy it and um, remember to give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy is endure forever. His mercy endures forever. <laughs> oh, they do that at the end of uh, confession and I always, he like waits for me and I'm like, oh man, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I kind of um, have it written down. It's alright. Um, but yeah, have a great week and yeah. we'll be back. Bye. Bye, everyone.